I think it's important to, to start ideas together. Um, finishing ideas, though, I think quite often can be done by yourself because, like, like, you know, at some point the process just becomes ant fucking, right? And just, like, fixing clicks on samples and, like, you know, yeah, making sure ant fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Mr. Bill Podcast. I'm Anand Harsh, Editor-in-Chief of the Unst.com, Bill's manager and upstairs neighbor. Today's guest is Easy Baked. The guys chat about Reason, Bitwig, and Frontier Airlines, pet drama at our house, and how I'm a king, which I never knew but always suspected. And of course, their new album, Intertwined, which is out now. Ten tracks featuring collabs with Of The Trees and Vector. Fantastic stuff. These guys are bosses. We're up and running on MrBillsTunes.com for this podcast. By subscribing for a low, low rate, you can get the podcast a week early and support the show. And if you bump up to the regular tier, you get all the things that hardcore Abletoneers get like tutorials, sample packs, streams, project files, and more. Bill's been adding more micro tutorials to his HCA feed, and you can still get this podcast in your podcatcher of choice if you subscribe through the site. Easy peasy. Kill Bill, the collaborative project with Mr. Bill and Kill Smith, just announced its debut EP, which is going to be out on April 15th. Their star-studded mini-mix is also live on SoundCloud, so you can preview the EP. The duo hits Indianapolis on April 21st, Portland on April 22nd, Seattle on April 23rd, Manchester, New Hampshire on April 29th, San Diego on May 5th, and D.C. on June 1st. Bill's doing solo sets at Disco Pussy in Vegas on May 3rd and Soundwell in Salt Lake City on May 7th. Both of those shows are with Ben and Canty of Z. Then Sunday, May 8th, he's headlining Soul Fest in Florida. Bigfoot Electro is on Memorial Day weekend in Tennessee. And Tribal Connection is in Ohio on June 3rd. More Kill Bill and solo Mr. Bill dates are coming soon. Tickets at Linktree slash Mr. Bill's Tunes. There you have it. Enjoy Bill's chat with Easy Baked. Hey, you're listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you're 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 listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. sweet all right we're we're going um yeah thanks for coming on the podcast it's cool to to have you on I, we haven't really chatted before um so this is like yeah a, i'm hype yeah so this Super is hype. both a good uh opportunity to to just get to know each other at all plus <laughs> record a podcast at the same time i guess yeah love that yeah absolutely two man. birds one stone out here thanks for having us of course yeah um so yeah, I mean, how's how's things? I mean, I, what I know of you guys is just like the music that I've heard. Plus, um, I know just through your management and stuff that, uh, or through my management also that that you're from Florida yeah. and that you have a new album that's like ready to go. Yeah, uh, and then you know just had small talk with you at shows and stuff. I guess so. Yeah, just I don't know. To tell tell me about yourselves and like what's what's up with the project and stuff um project comes out i think it'll be out once this is out i think it comes out march 4th um took we started writing it really in quarantine and we're just fucking hype on it we think it's uh, a big level up for us as far as our sound goes and like where we're taking the project and um yeah self-releasing it got two collabs uh vector and of the trees the next single comes out tomorrow um capsule mm. is that one of the collabs or is yeah. it yeah no, um, we have all the trees. One is going to be like a surprise collab. So they, as far as people know, tomorrow's the last release. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do like a yo, here's the of the trees one, like a week before, or like the same week as the drop. <clears throat> nice. Um, so this episode won't be out until after the album's out. So anyone who like actually wants to go listen to these things um, can go listen to them right now. Yeah, uh, so, that's so <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. crazy to think that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We quite often record episodes in the future just because. Um, I don't know, I guess like I try to only put out like two a month, but there's just some times where I'm like more in the mood to have conversations than other times, you know, like I'll go yeah. like months <clears throat> without wanting to have a conversation with anybody. And then there'll be like this big spurt 
when I'm just like, all right, I'm ready to record podcasts. Let's and fucking chat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm like, let's Sometimes fucking, let's talk, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Yeah, it's awesome. Hyped on yeah, that. I think the concept of a podcast is awesome. Just like being able to like conduct like productive or whatever kind of conversation on your own terms and just it being like within the community, I think it's tight. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like the shot you guys have set up here. What's that painting in the background? That's just a tapestry. Oh, it's a tapestry. Some, yeah, yeah, just a tree tapestry that I got off uh, Amazon. We have a plant too, but I don't know if you can see it. We try to like, uh, yeah, there it's in the corner. There you go. Yeah, we try, we try to be festive. <laughs> right, try and make the, is that your studio you're in now? Yeah, this is my studio. Yeah, this is Andrew's, right? His crib right now. We figured nice. it'd be easier to just do it at one place. Yeah, that makes sense, probably. So there's not like more points of internet that can go out go wrong yeah exactly <laughs> that was like the main point too like his house is better internet than mine yeah, yeah. eric's like way far away from his router mm. mine's like on the other side of this wall right here nice <clears throat> yeah i just moved from san francisco to uh, charlottesville virginia so my internet just went from gigabit gigabit fiber to like half that speed basically oh they don't have gigabit out there Fiber? <clears throat> they probably do, but they don't where we are. But uh, one thing I did find out because I'm in the <clears throat> like on the bottom floor of the house, uh, aka the basement, and mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Anand is like upstairs, so the router's upstairs, and I'm in the basement. So I couldn't run the like Ethernet down here; it was just too far, and we didn't want like a whole cable running through yeah. the house anyway. Yeah, <clears throat> fuck that. Um, so what I found out is there's something called Wi-Fi six. I want to say, or Wi-Fi 5. I think it's Wi-Fi 6. Yeah, 6 is like the new the new one, I think. Yeah, and I, I found out that on the back of my motherboard, <clears throat> there's like these two uh, ports that I could screw in uh, these adapters to, like these little antenna things. And the adapters cost like six bucks off Amazon. So I, um, I screwed them in and it's just as fast as if I had put Ethernet in. Like it, oh, I'm getting yeah. the exact same speeds as on, on Ethernet. Yeah, that's good. That's even awesome. through like a floor and shit, it's crazy. I like, yeah, I had no idea. Like, um, so yeah, I guess for anyone listening, if your, your motherboard is Wi-Fi six enabled, pick up some of those. Yeah, the extenders, yeah. like the extenders that you put into the wall, usually those aren't where it's at. Those aren't that good. No, I, I feel like those faults out so much. You can get good extenders; they're just yeah. expensive. Right. Well, maybe it's not the extended that's bad. Maybe it's like you're still your Ethernet that's uh, your your Wi-Fi card in your computer. That's the bottleneck, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, unless you have like the latest, which is like, like you said, like the Wi-Fi 6, that's like the latest and greatest. Yeah, totally. Damn, so you're in Virginia now. When did you go to Virginia? I moved here on January 7th and nice. at the time that's of- That's tight that you're with Anon. Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, the time of recording, we're, uh, we're at February 21st, but um, so yeah, I've been here for like a month and a bit. But yeah, Very it's good. cool, man. That's a big switch from where where you where were you? You were in the Bay, right? Yeah, I was like in deep San Francisco, like in the inner sunset, right near like across the road from Golden Gate Park. Wow, that's a massive switch up. Yeah. <laughs> what made you want to do that? Uh sobriety. Mainly. Nice, good for you. Yeah. Solid. Virginia's beautiful, man. I love it out there. I, I love this. I mean that we're like not far. We're not that far. I mean we're closer to you now than we were. Eric's right? from West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I'm from West Virginia. So I love it out in that area. Oh uh, dude. Um the yeah, so my only uh knowledge of West Virginia is this video that I watched online about this family called the Whitakers, who are just like this inbred family. <laughs> and that's like all I know about. Dude, that I place. can't even tell you. Like when I was younger in Florida, like when I would have this, like, yeah, I'm from West Virginia. Like I would get mad jokes cracked on me, and like I see that. But like where I'm from is honestly very beautiful. It's like the shit. My family's great, obviously, not inbred. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, what, what made you uh, move out to Florida? I was like nine or ten. I think it was my dad's job. He needed to come out here, and like he was just able to work out here. Thought it'd be better for school. I have a younger brother. Um. Yeah, it was just overall, I think it was just their main decision. And it was mainly for work, though. But it mm. worked out. I like Florida. Nice. And I mean, I met Andrew out here, so it worked out. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Destiny. Cool. Um, so how does, like, the dynamic of your project work? Because I know, like, um, in duos, sometimes uh, there's, like, you know, certain dynamics and stuff. Like, for instance, I'm pretty sure in Ganja White Knight, only one of the guys writes music. Uh, oh, wow. I did not know that. I, I think that's how it works. I'm not 100%. Oh. I, yeah, yeah, somewhere like that for sure. No, we definitely yeah. both write music. Nice. We both do everything, really. Yeah. Cool. It's pretty split down the middle, except when it comes to like um, things besides music. Yeah, like Andrew's know. more 
business, like in the back of the business, I'm more social media. So like he handles mm-hmm. that and I handle this end. But as far as like creating music, we're both creating songs every day. It's either on our own terms or like yeah. here together or I bring an idea here. He brings an idea to me, whatever. In that regard, like with the music side, you know, we both have our strengths yeah. and weaknesses that I think balances yeah. both out. I'd know? say Andrew's strength is probably sound design and mine's more like flow and arrangement. Mm, cool. Yeah, I feel like uh, that's that's quite often the case, right? As people who are like sort of really technical minded and like more into like the sound design type of shit are often not very good at the flow stuff. But just because like, um, I don't know, it's like a different skill set, like being flowy and shit is more about just like vibing out and having a good time whereas like yeah. being yeah. a being a good sound designer and a good mix engineer that's is, a good point it's a good way to look at it and andrew definitely has like a more technical mind he's always just been more like tech savvy in general and um yeah, yeah like when I'm we started like, together that was more the concept like i would just be on the keys kind of jamming and then like now <clears throat> i'll start like drum group or drum loops bring them over here and then we'll just kind of jam out on that like i can design sounds sounds and he can't arrange like we're both pretty but i just say when it comes to like us sitting down together those are the gaps that we fill for each other nice yeah and it's like we're both aware yeah definitely yeah 100 percent. i know he can so make better sounds and faster that, like it just takes me a long, longer right right yeah i kind of have um <clears throat> yeah similar dynamics in duos that i'm in as well where like one one of the people will be like better at uh how many projects are you in you're i know you're in kill bill kill bill's one of them uh and in uh, I'm also in Electricado, which is like a sort of house project or a, wow, I never, heard, I never, I'm not familiar with that. <clears throat> that one's been going longer than the Mr. Bill project. Actually. It's like started wow. that one in like, oh, damn. yeah, I think our first release was 2008 or something like that. So you like started like your introduction to electronic releases in general, or you had another project before Mr. Bill that was solo? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. My, I had another project doing releases before the Mr. Bill project. Yeah, it's like kind of psytrance and electro and house and shit. That's and sorry, I want to peep. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun project. We don't write a lot of stuff just because um, the other dude that I'm in the project with also has another main project and he's still in Australia. He writes music under the name Rhinosaurus and it's like a psytrance project that basically puts him in Brazil almost all the time playing shows and shit. That's uh, hype though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it's, an, it's an interesting combination of... Uh, styles but yeah i mean i started completely on psytrance wow and then moved to the dubstep shit and well actually i went like more idm first and then to dubstep yeah you literally have everything in your catalog it's unreal yeah yeah (laughs) um cool so like how did you how did the uh vector collab go because i'm actually writing a track with him right now and i'm dude i saw it on instagram the other day it sounds ridiculous yeah it's it's fun yeah it went well. I mean, it happened pretty fast and it just, like, uh, cause we work in yeah. stems. We were in reason. He's in Ableton. Most people we work with, it's usually in stems. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, it worked well. It's pretty, it's a wonky tune. It progresses nicely. Yeah. I think it's great. Nice. I sent you, I sent you the album. I think like before we even arranged this, I sent you the album on Twitter. So you have it. Oh, right. Okay. So, so this is like the finished album that you sent. Yep. Yeah. Oh, nice. Sick. Yeah, I had a quick peek through it, and um, yeah, from what I listened to, it, it sounded great. Thanks, man. Yeah, Vector's quick. It, that that process was yeah, that feels a beast. Quick, man. He's yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> yeah, he is, man. I yeah, I'm I'm really happy with like a the whip that he sent to start the project off, and um, yeah, b just how quick he had it back and the things that he's done to it sounds yeah, really good. He's an animal. He goes, yeah, he unloads. He has like, he has the whole band camp, band camp subscription. And he just like, he's constantly releasing music. It's awesome. Oh yeah. The band camp subscription is interesting. Hey, cause it's like, basically what's the deal with it? You, you release music to your subscribers. Yeah, people subscribe to you monthly and you just release them on like, yeah. I guess like whatever terms you create. Yeah. And you they set accept. your own terms like, like Patreon or, you know, it's like that. You just set your own terms. You might, give them a track a month and then like it's like a fan club thing yeah that's what mm-hmm. they call it right mm-hmm. fan club yeah yeah hmm. yeah there's like a little bit of a i guess toss up uh yeah i guess the thing that would turn me off doing that is just that putting something out just to like you know a couple of hundred fans or a thousand or two thousand fans that are supporting you that in that way like yes there's some monetary gain to it but also like mm-hmm. 
if you're not that quick at writing music, you probably want to be putting tracks out that you finish, right? Rather than giving them to just yeah, like small, putting them out to the masses, right? Because it's all it's like a it's like an investment where you put it out and like sure you don't make like a quick three grand off it or whatever, but like you are potentially like buying yourself a lot more ticket sales in the future and whatnot and stuff like mm-hmm. that. In which case, like it's remonetizable fans that are going to come to your shows and buy your merch over and over again and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's good. Like in the way that you can kind of set your own terms, you it's, it's really up to you as far as. Yeah. What you and like, if it's like more dedicated to like, like for Victor example, I think it works because he just makes so much music. And I think he doesn't really get this like emotional attachment. So I think like ideas he has, cause he just makes some money. He's like, all right, this, this will work for subscribers. While he's also like simultaneously writing an album for like the masses. Mm. Damn. Yeah. It's impressive, man. And, and like touring pretty hard as well. Right. That's what I'm saying. The kid's just a fucking animal. Yeah. <laughs> and there's many, there's many like yeah, him, but he's definitely just a good example of like just a workhorse. Mm. Yeah. I've had him on the podcast too. And we talked a little bit about, um, <clears throat> his cerebral palsy and how people at shows always think that he's rolling on Molly. Bro, it's so funny. Cause I literally just listened in the show. He's talking about the one that he talked about on the podcast at Cervantes. I was there. We, it was the show we played with him. It was him with him with us. And I was literally right there next to this girl asking him. And I was like, looking at her, like, are you like, are you here with us right now? Like, come on, girl. Like re- read the fucking room. <laughs> I definitely thought that. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not going to lie at first. Cause I first time I met Aaron, it was at Tipper and friends at four 30 in the morning, huffing. I'm or just getting the fuck down. Um, yeah, we were, we were just partying and I was like, yeah, I didn't know. Right. Yeah. I picked it straight it's away actually because it. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I picked it straight away cause I have a cousin that has it. And like, um, yeah, the reason I know about the Molly thing is cause, uh, the first time I met him, I was like, oh man, do you have c- cerebral palsy? And he was like, oh yeah. Th- like, thanks for noticing. Like, yeah, you're the like first fucking person. and I was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and then he told me about like this, the Molly story. <laughs> I was like, dude. And I can't even imagine like how much that's, that has happened to him. Like I commend him cause he's just, he's a G about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really admirable guy. Um, so you use reason. That's cool. Uh, didn't they, they only just like recently added third party plugin support, right? Yeah. Nah, like, was, yeah, it was like probably four years, four or five years ago. I'd now. say yeah, three, probably two, three or four years ago, four or five. Damn. Yeah. So fairly recently though. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so is it safe to say that, um, that you guys only started using plugins like serum and stuff like that four years ago? We don't even use plugins like serum. <clears throat> oh, really? Um, but yeah. in general, but yeah, in general, plugins in general, yeah, yeah, yeah probably like, yeah. We just didn't have access to them before. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly. Reason. That's interesting. So yeah, it's kind of like anyone who who's like f- fully into reason and no other DAW, they must just be like not necessarily like you know far behind, but like they have like ten years less experience with like massive, for instance, and stuff like that. Yeah, one hundred percent, definitely. Yeah, unless there's like a standalone thing that you can like record from there was ways you could route stuff that was like a standalone vst but we never we never and, and now you that. can use uh reason as a vsc within ableton and other dolls so that's cool and that's what i'm trying yeah. to get. i want to get on that it's like using ableton because i know if like once that, that happens like integrating them both it's only going to level us up oh uh, absolutely yeah I, I actually have that thing installed it's called like reason rack or something right uh, reason rack yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a uh, so crazy you know your plugins like getting cocked hard when it's able to be opened inside another daw sorry your, yeah, your daw like the the other one that's like that i think is fruity loops it's, <laughs> you're able to open it as a vst in another door yeah yeah we had, we weren't really crazy about that when they first dropped it just because it seemed like now they're trying to cater yeah it just seems like that and like a subscription model which is what everyone is trying to do is subscription model you know Instead of just catering to the original, like OG reason DAW users, mm-hmm. native DAW users. Right. Yeah. That probably cost their team like a couple of years, right? To make that port over to a VST. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And they had a new CEO come on. I think he, I think that was a major part of it for sure. Yeah. You definitely know, a lot of change happened. Once new there. direction and everything. Yeah. They changed the name. It changed was the Propeller name and everything. Oh, I thought Propellerhead was the company, right? That was the company. Now it's Reason Studios. Yeah, now it's just Reason Studios. Ah, gotcha. Um, Cool. Yeah, I mean, so my 
experience with Reason is basically I've used the synth subtractor like a few times. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, we love subtractor. We love subtractor. Yeah, love making subs. <laughs> kind of like is that? Uh, do you know about Operator in Ableton? Yeah, yeah. Is sub subtractor say, is basically? A, I mean, I, yeah. Would you say that? I mean, I, I guess I've never powerful. used Operator. I've just seen I all the homies say. use it. Yeah, but yeah. I, I guess I probably. So. Yeah. You're a lot more limited in subtractor than yeah. Operator. Like Operator, you can have like like mul multiple engines, right? Or like. What would you call them? Uh, oscillators? Yeah, you have yeah. four oscillators, one filter, one LFO, and... Yeah, so you're only, you're only limited to two in subtractors. So there's definitely... Yeah, yeah like, you get two in subtractor. And that's why I want to, like, integrate them both. Like, I just know... And even, like, I've just always thought that, like, Dr. Dirk, for example, did a tutorial back in the day, how he would take samples, make them in Reason, and then resample them in Ableton, just because sampling is just better in Ableton, because it's just been you've been able to do it for so much longer. <clears throat> yeah honestly i the only reason why i still use ableton is just because so many people use it i think realistically if uh if i had a uh, there's actually two reasons one because so many people use it and two because i just have so many projects in ableton that i'm working on like i have just hundreds of whips that i don't want to stem out and move over to yeah. an another daw but i think if i were to start again and uh didn't have all these whips and and not everybody used Ableton. I think I'd actually use Bitwig to be honest. I had a feeling you'd say that. That's funny. yeah, that's funny. A lot of people are doing the Bitwig. It looks dope. Especially now, like can't you you can open Ableton projects within Bitwig? Uh, you can, but there's a lot of like missing stuff. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's it, not perfect. Yeah. It's not perfect. Yeah. It, they they move over a bunch of stuff. Like some of the warping will work. Some of the um. You know, some of the uh, plugins will shift over to Bitwig plugins and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do, do yeah, everything. Lee Chi swears by it. I swear, I've, he's like I've heard him just put people on and at festivals. Like he'll just be at festivals <laughs> talking about how he loves it so much and is converted from Ableton to that completely. Really, yeah. And I mean, uh, totally understandable. It's a it's a really crazy plugin. Uh, DAW, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I noticed you drink drinking out of a Audius cup uh what's what's your affiliation with them oh so we're just early supporters of audius you know we um through a friend we got told to put music on there probably it was like back in october yeah. of like 2019 and and we ran our remix competition with them as well and i think that just got us kind yeah, of yeah we did our first remix comp on our collab with uh s fame and g space and then um yeah, we ended up being lucky enough to get airdrop some tokens from them. And yeah, they're just really dope. They do dope stuff. And yeah, we just been rocking with them. Yeah, we, we support They kind of helped us out a lot. Like with the airdrop, the airdrop helped us out like a big a big time. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I and, imagine uh, like through 2020 or 2021 or whatever, when tokens popped off, you probably were able to sell out for quite a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even sell yeah, just a lot, building. but you know. That was back in like, and that was like my introduction, October twenty twenty, yeah, something like that. That was like my introduction to crypto, so it was like just using that to dive into more things. It was definitely a big, big help. Yeah, I just think it's great. I think it's great what they're doing. Yeah, to some degree, for sure. I feel like, um, I feel like some article came out recently that was like bagging them out and i reshared it just because it was interesting but i honestly can't remember for the life of me what it was right now i think that was a billboard article talking about um copyright issues with audius and because i mean there is that it's being decentralized there's no yeah it's not like soundcloud where it's gonna flag the track for for copyright you know you can you could post whatever you want on there but you know i don't know how they that's the thing they don't have any way to combat that at the moment yeah it's got to be interesting hey like um doing like building a platform that houses content on it such as like youtube or soundcloud or you know, audius or something 
Um, I mean, it's hard enough, I feel like, putting out music where you've used un- like cleared samples or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, let alone a whole platform of uncleared samples by hundreds yeah. and thousands of artists who yeah. are mutilating these samples in such ways that it's not even easy to tell if they're in there and stuff like that. Yeah, like I'm sure record labels aren't aren't too stoked about all this. Yeah. <laughs> or like distribution companies. Yeah, I don't think uh, record labels are stoked. I mean, at least the big record labels that were around back in the day when streaming wasn't even a thing. I don't think they're really stoked about the streaming industry at all. Yeah, period. Because it's no. like, it just defeats, it's just taking them out. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Speaking of distributing music and stuff, uh, was it you guys that started the Lost Dogs Collective? We didn't start it, but we were like, we were, I mean, obviously early in, like four, like four of the fifth members, but the ablation and untitled started it i'm pretty sure it was ablation's idea and he was like 16 at the time and untitled was I, he named it lost dogs mm. so it was like nice yeah and i met i i hit a milano on soundcloud and i was we just became friends and he hit me up on messenger one day and was like yo we just i just got put in this lost dogs collective and i'm like yo like we're trying to like mob with some homies like we want that collective vibe and yeah we had to like send them a rap or something for us to be in Lost Dogs. Send them like a rap, a quick rap or some shit. I don't even remember. <laughs> That's yeah, like the uh, initiation. The initiation, process. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you can only be in the club if you can do a sick rap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got sick ones. I think we got something, something to do a sick one or Player Dave, one of the two. Nice. Yeah, Player Dave's awesome. That's how I found out about Lost Dogs. Is uh, I was in Spain at the time and just every morning i would wake up and just go through soundcloud and just dig and like try and find new shit because i was just there's not not a lot to do out there for me because i didn't speak spanish so i couldn't really hang out with anyone and yeah uh the days off that i had there when i wasn't teaching i was just like mainly just staying in the apartment and just chilling yeah Uh, so spain's the tight though yeah it was cool man so i like went through soundcloud a ton and yeah on a few of the days um found like a bunch of good shit and one of the cool things i found was player dave and he's a g yeah man he's great so i found that song of his um i think it's called escape or something like that yeah yeah that's a good one yeah that's when we like started our collab uh kaluna as well but yeah Yeah, and that was on the ep and with the one with g space right the the one that you wrote in spain i'm assuming what's it called barcelona what's it called lost in spain uh, it's just called Last Day in Spain because that was my last, last day in Spain. Yeah, that's on a different EP, but um, oh, but yeah, it's a, this definitely started both tracks there, I think. But anyway, yeah, so I found out about Lost Dogs through Player Dave and then dug into the Lost Dogs stuff, and yeah, there's a bunch of cool artists on there. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the homies, the fam, all just super talented homies. Right. Yeah, it's like super easy to stay. Like I don't know. It's one thing that's helped a lot is being with them and just constantly staying inspired. It's like there's a slight sense of competition. I don't know. It's like we're constantly pushing each other, or it's like healthy, you know. Like I don't know. It's good. So what what would you say the difference is between a collective and a record label these days? Oh well, I mean, we're just releasing music. That's us. Like we're just like doing everything on our own terms. Like we're not monetization aspect yeah the monetization not a focus yeah we're just kind of putting out like we don't even have anything that's been released on lost dogs hasn't been put out on like it's only been on lost dogs soundcloud like we're still trying to figure that out actually to where it's like anything we do release on lost dogs will go onto all platforms Mm, right uh right because that so they are just uh like a for, for all intents and purposes like a label that just puts stuff out on soundcloud I, I don't know. I get, like, what is, I don't, I just, I would say collective is more so. Yeah. We're just literally just a collective of people like, or just, we're all just putting out this, I don't it's know. It's less formal. It's less formal. Yeah. <laughs> than it's a less, record label. Yeah. As far as like, put it. I've never like tried to think of differentiating the two. Yeah. It's just like, uh, you know, not so much focused on monetizing and more so just about the core vision and, you know. Yeah. Just pushing a sound really together and, trying to play shows together and just just we're in like a group chat and like that was like we've kicked people out of lost dogs not like not yeah we, yeah we kicked them out of lost dogs because they weren't talking and like it's like we're all like a group just a bunch of homies that are like kind of talking throughout the week and always have been for the last like <coughs> six years just in this group chat and 
Yeah, just a collective. I don't know. I've did, that's like tough. I've never like thought about like why it's not a label, but it's just it's just not. Nice. Well, yeah, that's cool, man. I, from what it sounds like to me, yeah, it's just a bunch of friends who just like yeah, putting music out on on the internet and yeah. trying to trying to yeah further yeah. a sound together, which is yeah to some degree I think what a label is. But I think in the difference, what it sounds like to me is that with a label, it's like one person's vision, and with this collective, it's like a bunch of people's vision. Yeah, like every right. decision is a group decision. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And you you put out. Uh, not put out you, like both of you guys organize uh, from what I heard from Anand um, a takeover at Okeechobee each year is that true or yeah well the last two years yeah we did an Easy Baked and Friends and then we do it again an Easy, yeah an Easy Baked and Friends they do it like late night on the incendio stage right um, like why not call it Lost Dogs Takeover instead of Easy Baked and Friends well because last year there was no it was just there was no Lost Dogs it was kind of I don't know if you know Shy if you're familiar with Shy she worked with Bass Rush um, she was, it was kind of her idea to like, cause we had, she wanted to give us or just another slot. So we were just trying to figure out a way. And at that year it was Tidai Kai, Killsmith, um, Vector, um, um, Angelic Root and, uh, Sirius George. So it was like not really any Lost Dogs members, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know. We just, it just makes sense cause we're out here from Florida. So there's like, we grew up here yeah. and there's. A good amount of hype and um inclusivity uh-huh. basically because like yeah yeah because they asked us to do they asked us to do the slot and like last year they asked us to do the slot and andrew was literally having a kid so he couldn't he had to leave for our first he left after the first set day which is the first time we, or the our first set at okeechobee and yeah. i played that slot solo which i'd never done and i was like is there a way to just like can we have homies come on here? And she was like, we just called Easy Bacon Friends. So, <laughs> fuck yeah. And then we just ran with that. And I mean, the first year there was like 16,000 people, 15,000 people out there. It was crazy. For the Lost Dogs Takeover thing? Or for the, yeah, the Easy oh, Bacon Friends. Friends takeover? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn, dude, that's a lot of people. Um, how to say, so how does touring as a duo work? Because I know with like bands and stuff like that, they essentially don't even tour to make money anymore because there's just like no point you know like they they don't just don't make any money as a band because it's just so many fl- like there's think of all the costs there is associated with like one person going on the road there's that times five or six plus a sound guy yeah. plus a light guy like all this crazy shit so so how does that work uh for you guys do you do you generally say like oh just one of us are going to go out for this just for the sake of saving money or do you both go out to no, every I show mean, we go out to every show yeah we we really like to just keep it. We feel like it's part of the the, the the gist, like the easy bake. Like, I don't know, like you need that. Like Andrew and I are very opposite, but the same, like that, that just that yin yang on stage. I feel like it's just part of the entire. Yeah. And it's not too bad. Like Andrew's reality, good at finding flights. Yeah. As long as you're not, you know, spending too much on flights, it's really not too bad. Mm. Um, for you guys, it might work. Yeah. For a, I've always thought for a duo, the airline that would make more the most sense is Southwest, right? Because then you can get that companion pass and one of you can fly for five bucks or whatever. Yeah, see, if we don't have that hub, though, I don't know. We don't have many Southwest flights out of Orlando. Yeah, we looked into it, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess it just didn't work out because a lot of times, too, Southwest doesn't go where we need to go or it's just, like, too expensive. Right. Yeah. I was with Southwest for a few years and I had the same kind of issues where like either the flights wouldn't go to where I needed them to go or if they did, they'd be like crazy connections. Uh, so I switched over to United and like for a while United was more expensive, but these days that I've like, I've built up so much status with them now that it's like fine. Yeah. You just like stick to one. That's, that's the move. Totally. We're, we're sticking with American for now. Only because they pretty much go everywhere that we need to go. Just It just works out. Yeah, because it's either the hubs we have are American or Frontier, right? Yeah, they felt like Frontier. Yeah, Frontier, Frontier sucks, dude. Fuck we've Frontier, had dude. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm so over yeah, it. Yeah, we've all had enough. Yeah, we've all had enough, period. <laughs> yeah, they, they on the front end look like, you know, oh, wow, $30 flight. That sounds good. Yeah. They just gouge you at the airport. They're like, all right, now to get your bag on the plane, it's like $50. $55. You got to travel yeah, exactly. with Yeah, And then, yeah, exactly. You got to travel with like a like a backpack of that. And, um, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, it sucks. And the seats are like fucking tiny plastic ass 
like seats and shit. I, I hate it. No, it's not good. It's yeah. And they just bought spirit too, which is like crazy know, to me crazy. that they're now like monopolizing the, the low cost flight game, you know? Like, yeah. I think, um, it's, it's, I don't know if it's going to be good. <laughs> Airlines like frontier and spirit probably made COVID worse to be honest, because like, uh, uh, one interesting point that Joel Deadmouse brought up to me when we did our podcast was, um, I was like, oh man, like, you know, a hundred years ago, I, I guess I made the point that like, you know, hundreds of years ago before science was really that good, you know, we had plagues and stuff like the bubonic plague and, and the Spanish flu and all that kind of stuff. And people probably didn't freak out quite as much because, A, we like didn't really know what they were so much to the point where you could tell everybody about it. So everyone wasn't like looking at this minutiae, not that COVID is minutiae, it's like a serious thing, but like, um, you know, like if you get a, if you get the flu, you're not like, or, you know, just a cold or whatever, you're not generally freaking out too much about it because you just like, it's such a common thing and it's like, uh, mm -hmm. you're, not a, you're not aware of it so much, you know? Whereas with yeah. COVID, we're made so aware of it, I guess through- We're so aware of this shit. Everyone's freaking out, yeah. Well, that's the difference now too, like, yeah. With, I guess what I'm like, saying is things that you don't know about can't hurt you kind of thing. Uh, so as much, you know? <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. And Joel was like, yeah, but you know, back in the day of the Spanish flu, we didn't have fucking $29 spirit flights. So, you know, people just like flying all over the country, giving it to each other and shit. And so yeah, that, that's literally why everyone's like, oh, it's time to fly now. Right. Yeah. I'm sick as fuck. They make it so easy. Yeah, exactly. Just take yeah. that flight to Puerto Rico. It's only just bring one $50. backpack. Just bring a backpack, though. Don't right. bring luggage. Yeah. Which is why. So, yeah, that's that's why I was saying, I think <laughs> maybe yeah. those cheaper airlines potentially uh, you know, perpetuated <laughs> COVID a bit it, more. Yeah. You're so right. <laughs> yeah. People weren't freaking out about like the plagues back in the day because they didn't have media or the technology to spread news like you know yeah. nowadays you, you know when there's a new variant or something popping up the same day it happens right to be fair i don't know they might have been freaking out i'm just uh, they probably were you know they <laughs> i'm sure they were <laughs> they <Yeah>. probably were <laughs> uh just not yeah. fast speaking of the new variants have you heard about the ba2 variant nope it just I just read an article about it like two days ago or something. Apparently it's track of them. more contagious than Omicron and it makes you more sick. So it's like this virus is just getting more and more efficient, basically. Started as this yeah. thing that was like pretty easy to get, but not that hard to get, but it made you quite sick. And then yeah. it turned into this thing that was like really easy to get, didn't make you quite as sick. And now it's this this new variant is something that makes you incredibly sick and it's really easy to get. It's like, it just keeps like- It literally, yeah. it literally never ends. Yeah, yeah, it's like, we knew there'd be variants, but we didn't think it would enter like the endemic phase where it's like the flu and we're stuck with it, you know? Just, you just gotta, yeah. I mean, there's always gonna be new variants now. Right, yeah, so long as people refuse to put masks on and refuse to stay at home, stuff like that. Yeah. There will always be yeah. new variants. Yep. yep. So yeah. this is it's the thing. Happen. If everybody fucking just, and I know this is like such a privileged thing to say, but like, you know, cause people just can't stay at home for weeks on end and, and all of that stuff. Cause they have like rent to pay their food to pay yeah, all, yeah. Like all that kind mm. of stuff. But like, let's just say in an ideal world, governments were like, there's a um, moratorium or whatever you call it on all rent. No one has to pay rent um, and no one has to buy food for like a month, right? And everyone just stayed at home and was looked after by their governments for a month. Not only will we get rid of COVID, we'll get rid of all disease basically. <laughs> like the flu yeah. would also go away and like all this yeah. pollution would also go away. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, I guess that's maybe not true because like people would still be in hospitals and the disease would be getting spread in hospitals still, but but it would perhaps I mean it would make a difference though. Yeah, a massive difference. I think that's how uh I think that's how Korea or China did it. They're just deliver it might only be for people who are infected actually. But I know they'll deliver food <clears throat> around the people's homes and mm. you know. And also there was um there was like offices and shit walking up and down streets and as soon as you left your house they would take your temperature like as soon as you left your door. Yeah, that shit's crazy. Like yeah. like Real that movie I am legend. Mm -hmm. 
Um, cool. So you're in, you're in Orlando. Um, I have a, a friend down there named Matt Davis, who's like a really good acoustician. He did um, like the acoustics in Tipper's studio and my studio. And, oh, wow. Uh, Jade Cicada. Damn, that's tight. And, you hit him up. Yeah. If Hopefully any, you get a play soon. <laughs> yeah. If you need an acoustician, he's, he's probably your guy. Uh, he Fuck, works yeah. with um, Bob Katz, who's like one of the you know mastering engineer G's and yeah, he's also based in Orlando. And I think Full Sail is based down there too, right? The yeah, Full Sail is. Yeah, I have a handful of friends that have yeah. been to that school. Nice. Yeah, I think that's a pretty cool school. I'm pretty sure maybe Matt Davis also worked there for a while as a researcher or something like that. It nice. seems good, yeah. Most people it's expensive, but it seems good, yeah. Yeah, that's why we didn't go. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's uh yeah, university is expensive for sure. Um cool. So yeah, don't, I guess like tell me more about just what's going on, your album, your touring plans, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we're about to announce a tour. Uh I mean, it'll, it'll be announced when this is out. We're announcing it in 3 days, I think. Yeah, we just wrapped up filming on a video for it. Yeah, yesterday. it's like our first ever like legit like we're just doing like a promo, a 30 second promo video, but it's like our first ever legit video that we're putting together, which is pretty exciting. Nice. Um like just yeah. like a promo video or a music video. A promo video, but we try to do like a skit. Like we're like waking up out of bed, the doorbell rings, yeah. we go, we get this map at our front door. We're like, holy shit, what's this map? And then we follow the map, get some weed, smoke the weed, go to this go to the spot on the map, dig it up. It's like our tour flyer inside this old box, and we're like, Go on a fucking tour. <laughs> That's cool. Did you have so to like, like uh write the script and all of that stuff for this or slightly. We it was pretty we didn't say much. Yeah, we didn't um, say much. Everything we did say was kind of off the top. He just Andrew just wrote like a skeleton of like yeah. what to do. It was pretty spontaneous idea. So we just yeah kinda... we thought about it like the day before and we're like, all right, let's do this. We just need some kind of promo. Yeah, <laughs> nice. That's cool, man. Yeah, I, I've I should do more of that stuff. I know Anand did all those like weird skits for the dude. Anand's a fucking king of that shit. Yeah, he's, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he is. Dude, I swear. Yeah, he's so good <laughs> at that shit. He's great. Yeah, he's he's got a good sense of humor. It's good living with someone like that who's just always down to joke and riff and shit. Yeah, absolutely. Is it just you two? Uh yeah, it is, yeah. Solid. Hell yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's fun. Um we have like some pets here too. I have a cat and he has a cat and two dogs. And Oh hell yeah. Uh, my cat gets Do they along. all get along? Oh uh, yeah. There's a weird dynamic. Um so so my cat gets along or doesn't really get along but tolerates the dogs and does not at all uh like anand's cat like every time she sees anand's cat she just like runs at her like and tries to attack her it's crazy and then yeah anand's cat fucking hates my cat so like as soon as my which cat, one's older anand's cat is like 13 and my cat is like five so i think yeah yeah your cat's like yo this, this is gonna be my crib sorry <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure youtube is just trying to play you know but um, yeah, his his cat is older, so she is not trying to play. <laughs> no, yeah, she's like fed up with that. Yeah, that game. she's like been there, done that. <laughs> right, and then yeah, both so cats tolerate the dogs, but don't necessarily like them. I think, but uh, it's it's funny because um, yeah, I guess like YouTube, my cat will like uh, attack the dogs, and every time she does, or sh sorry, she'll attack the cat, and every time she attacks the cat. It's like a non's dog stick up for the for the cat, and then they're like, "Hey, don't do that shit!" And then they like don't try and attack you too. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you guys it's, have like a big yard and shit since you're out there in Virginia. Yeah, we do. So we have like plenty of space to give the pets all their room and shit. It's probably like way you probably nice. get way. It's just cheaper out there to live in San Francisco, like drastically. <clears throat> so it actually isn't like I, I mean. The rent here is like if you live downtown, the place for like a one bedroom apartment here is like twenty five hundred a month, which is still pretty expensive. Uh, whereas if you live downtown San Francisco, sure it's more, but like for a one bedroom spot, it's like maybe thirty five hundred a month, you know, a thousand bucks extra a month, which is like, yeah, it's expensive, but like people talk about it like it's unlivably expensive, and it's like it, it yes, it is pretty fucking expensive, but. It's not as bad as, like, it's not that much worse than here, I don't think. I yeah. mean, you, you could get a spot in San Francisco for 2500 a month for sure, I think. Yeah, just yeah. space becomes a, an issue. Yeah. Maybe. Right, yeah. The, Depending the, on what you're used to. I just think you can get more for your, like, more for, for that money out there, like, space-wise. 
you, yeah, you, you might get a couple. But of, it's like depends where you want to live, you know, like what kind of style life you're living. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess I'm talking about like downtown areas, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because sure, you can live like out of the city, um, like 20 minutes out of the city here and, and space is much cheaper than San Francisco for sure. Whereas in San Francisco, there is no cheap spot to live. It's like the the entire city is occupied yeah. by techies yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, if you've got land there, it's like, I don't know, it's like winning the lottery or something. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. If you yeah, if you have land out there, you probably should hang on to it because it's gonna just keep appreciating in value. So keep, yeah, yeah, it's a skyrocket. It's not like tech is going anywhere anytime soon. So there's gonna be no shortage of people who want to live closer to work, which is there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, it's not. It's not gonna be getting cheaper anytime soon. Yeah, we like the East Coast. I like the East Coast. I'll I love probably, the East Coast. I'll probably stick See, I, like, I think I can, I just I love visiting the West Coast. I don't know if I could like. I mean, I could permanently live there, but. I don't know. I'm definitely an East Coast boy. I'll just stay out here and go sporadically visit the West Coast throughout the year. Mm. Yeah. What is yeah, it that Eric's you... over there all the time? Nice. What is it that you like about the East Coast more? I don't know. I like the people. Like I don't know. Like just the vibe. The general. The yeah. It's the easiest way to say it. Yeah. I guess it's like <laughs> the general vibe and uh, people is a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, There's people are difference. great in the West Coast. Don't get me wrong, obviously, but I don't know. It's just like Southern hospitality, especially down here. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It's just different. It's just different. I'm just, mm. I like it. Yeah. I love the West Coast too. Southern hospitality is a thing for sure. <laughs> yeah. People over here are very much like, oh yeah, come into my house and sit down and have a meal. And it's like, am I about to get murdered or like <laughs> i guess just because yeah. I'm, I'm like real cynical of people because i've only really spent time on a either the west coast or sydney or melbourne in australia and it's like no. yeah it's people it's a little more open i'd say yeah 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 definitely more inviting i'd say yeah that's good at least somewhat mm. yeah that is kind of cool so i guess like florida is considered uh the south too right kind of yeah some I, people call it like the south of like south of the south like you have to go mm -hmm. north to get to the south right because down where you, you are it's, it's almost like you're in fucking cuba and stuff right and like puerto rico yeah i mean it's such a melting pot yeah of people from all over too i mean a lot of people come from new york and like yeah. michigan and i mean all over Especially people, people are moving to Tampa and St. Pete like crazy now. I'm trying to go to St. Pete. <laughs> Why? What's what's cool about it? It's just beautiful and it's like not at, it's Miami's like too much for me. I couldn't be that much into the city. It's just so happening and St. Pete's a little more low key. It's right off of Tampa. Tampa's like sprouting right now. The scene's nice. And just like more of like a, right now it's like an old, more old people like, or just older people. But uh, it's just beautiful. And if I can find a place out there that's like decently priced, I'm definitely trying to get out there. It's only an hour from here too, which I'm trying to stay near Andrew. Right, yeah. Probably be more productive. Yeah, 100%. Ideally, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely moving to America has made the Electricado project a hell of a lot less okay, productive. Okay, yeah, so he's out there. He's <laughs> he, in Australia. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> we still work online, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot harder. Yeah, I feel like, and I, like Andrew and I can d definitely work remotely, but... I don't know. Just we flow very, very well when we're together. Yeah, we definitely get a lot more done together. It's a different dynamic doing everything online mm -hmm. versus you know being in the studio together. Cause you're like riding that vibe together. You know, like when you're both making something in the moment, as opposed to like, oh, the vibe might be different. I'm sending something. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't. Yeah. He's, he might not even like it. Whatever. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, definitely. Then I think you um, about time change. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's important to, to start ideas together. Um, finishing ideas though, I think quite often can be done by yourself. Cause like, like, you know, at some point the process just becomes ant fucking right. And just like fixing clicks on samples and like, you know, yeah, making sure that's fucking, yeah. Making sure there's like not, you know, one DB too much, 300 Hertz. Yeah, in your yeah, yeah, just like, like, yeah, that's very true. A lot of our tracks have been finished like that too. Like, yeah. They get started together and together. then we'll like finish them on our own terms just nitpicking both of us just taking turns nitpicking and being crazy yeah, yeah. exactly yeah totally um cool well yeah any anything else that you want to plug before we wrap 
Um, no, if you see a, a flyer in your city, fucking come hang out, listen yeah. to the album. Which city is off, off the top of your head? Which oh, city is off the top of my head? Hold on, you got it. Can you show it so I can just because I'm so bad off the top of my head? Well, where, where so, are you? Um, where can people find the dates? I guess, uh, they'll be on our website, they'll be all over our social media. Um, uh, hold on, all right, the city's off the top of my head. Nope, there's literally no way I'm doing that. Hold on, is it not this one? We're, we're pulling it up on our Discord right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got your dates on just your Discord? No, no, I think the tour flyer should should, should be in here. Just trying to, for the sake of quickness. Um, yeah, I'm Definitely gonna... Florida Stops, just off the top of my head. No, there's no just Florida on it. No, oh, it's not on it? Portland. See, I gotta look at it. Yeah, just pull it up. You have it? Sorry. Uh, all right. As of right now, we got uh, Okeechobee on March 4th, March 12th, Philadelphia, Atlanta on April 8th, Las Vegas on April 14th. 420 in Portland. Yeah, Chicago on the 22nd, uh, April 23rd, LA, April 28th, Washington, April 29th, Virginia Beach, and April 30th is Charlotte, May 6th, Minneapolis, and then May 12th, Denver. Cool. That's pretty stacked to it. Was that like 10 dates or something? Yeah, I think it's like ten or thir- like thir- twelve or thirteen, something like that. Yeah, something and like I think there's gonna be a few more that they're gonna add. It says more to be announced. So nice. So well, yeah, cool. by now, we'll, like by the time this is out, we'll probably be halfway through tour. the tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When All does right. it come out? Uh shit. I mean, probably sometime in March. So. Okay, word. So yeah, I mean, you'll either be on tour or just about to start. So yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. So yeah, man. Well, check Keep, us out, yo. Easy bake, baby. Yeah, album's out March fourth. Tour starts when? March third. Uh, March fourth. March fourth. Yeah, yeah. Okeechobee. Yeah. Great. It's All right. Yeah. So, see somebody there. Somebody there. So yeah, yeah if people want to go check out the new album. It's on probably all your shit, like Spotify. Easy Bake to spell with a Z, not a Z, yep. uh, not an S. Not an S. Yeah. Not no a, space. No, S. <laughs> no space. Way to clarify. Cool. Well. Yeah. So, Thanks for joining me on the podcast. I, yeah, I appreciated this chat. It's good to get to know you guys at, at all, really. And, and uh, Yeah, I mean, right, 100%. This is a good likewise, way to do it. Yeah, yeah hopefully yeah. we chat more. And yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. It's been appreciate you, Bill. Of course, yeah. Thanks. Yo, what's up? Thanks for listening to the Mr. Bill podcast. This show is produced and edited by Robert Fumo. You can get early access to the show by going to my website, mrbillstunes.com and paying me instead of Patreon. And remember to go rate and review on iTunes or I'm going to come to your house and punch your dog in the throat, upper deck your toilet and fuck your partner. Note, I may or may not do those last couple of things. Uh, You should probably just go rate it on iTunes or Spotify or whatever it is that you listen to the podcast on because it really helps the podcast. Um, but but just know that that it'll go a long fucking way to me not doing those things if you do go do that. So uh, just just put that out there. I know what I'm doing.